Rebirth of Venus. I'm Caitlin Matanley, and I'm a spiritual mindset coach, a personal development junkie, an all-around Venus worshiper, and a powerful witch. I'm here to talk dirty about evolution, revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. Thanks for listening. and I put that in air quotes, people have told me that my choices are reckless, impulsive, erratic, and irresponsible. (laughs) But if you're in my world, I know you don't want an average life. You want an extraordinary one. So why are you taking the fear-filled actions of the normals? There's another path, and it's for badasses only. Because change doesn't have to take a long time unless you want it to. In my upcoming four-week course, The Chariot, I teach you all of my practical and spiritual secrets for rapid transformation. So in the course, we get spiritual as fuck while bringing it into the real world where the normal people live. Because after all, let's face it, we have to live here too. So this round of The Chariot is a live course, which means you get coached by me as you work towards manifesting an epic quantum leap in the area of your choosing by summer's end. It's like the ultimate summer glow up for your whole damn life. In the course, you get access to four live classes plus a bonus live Q&A, four powerful workbooks that get you clarity on the exact steps to take to get from here to where you want to be fast. You get four meditations and energy work techniques to embody and a private coaching group, as well as a lot more. I'm an over-deliverer. There's so much good shit in this course. You're going to love it. And plus, if you're not convinced already, there are awesome painful bonuses and a hella affordable payment plan available if you'd like to join the course. So to find out more, to see if the chariot is right for you, you can click the link in the show notes or head to rebirthofvenus.com slash the chariot. Join today and you'll get immediate access to the bonus pre-work. And the pre-work, it's two of my digital courses that you can buy separately. They're yours totally free to get started. They'll teach you amazing variety of mindset shifting techniques, empowerment techniques that allow you to get into the space of rapid transformation before we even start the course. So we start 726. That's next Friday. And I don't want you to wait. I want you to get in right now, get started on the pre-work, get started on your transformation and make this summer the summer you go for it summer you stop making excuses for not being where you want to be and the summer that you make a big fucking change because I know you're ready and I know you're capable of it. So join the chariot today. Hello everybody, welcome to Rebirth of Venus. So today I'm hopping on for sort of a little short episode, a short, snappy, inspirational, like a mini workshop kind of. Today I want to talk about our fear of change. Now, I think that change, and more importantly, the ability and the desire and the willingness, really it's that last word, willingness, to change any aspect of our lives is the center of the biggest piece of power we have. 
um, it said in the spiritual text, A Course in Miracles, that a miracle is being willing to change your mind. That is like the sense that, that that's sort of like the original miracle. And we really underestimate the importance of this. Sometimes when we're looking at change in our lives, we look at the external in the physical. We look at like what is physically manifesting or not? <laughs> because let's face it, sometimes it's easier to focus on what we haven't manifested, what we don't have, than what we have manifested or what we do have. So we look at these physical circumstances and we sometimes lose sight of how far we've come because before a physical transformation can take place on the external, we need to make the decision to change on the internal. And that happens in a few different um, stages, kind of. The first stage is just wanting, desiring to change. Often that does come from an observation of something in our lives that we hate. <laughs> a lot of times that first step comes from looking at things that aren't going the way we want. We look at what we don't want and then we realize what we do desire is the opposite of that. From there, we have to be willing to change. And then after we are willing to change, we can actually change our minds, which requires us to change our thoughts, our beliefs, our core um, identity a lot of times, our core identity around this area. And that's how we can create the energetic space to actually take physical action and call in the results in the physical world. So if I've lost you a little bit, hang tight. We're going to back up a little bit. Now, this topic is something I actually go into in depth in the first class of my upcoming course, The Chariot. And some of these questions I've actually taken from the module one workbook because it's something that I want everyone to be thinking of whether or not you join me for that intensive study in rapid transformation. I want to give you some tools right now so that you can start to look at what the reasons are that you haven't made a change yet, what you're afraid of, and how getting clear on this information can really allow you to shed some of that dead weight that's holding you back from stepping into the next stage of your evolution, okay? So here's the thing about change. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. Sometimes the reason that we haven't changed something is because we're afraid of what that change will mean. And we're afraid of what other things may shift if we change in that area. So in the chariot, I encourage my students to look at an area of their life, like one very specific area of their life. And we go into how to kind of get there if you're unclear on that. I'm not going into that today. But looking at an area of your life where your overall quality of life would change dramatically for the positive if you shifted. Now, a lot of people know right away. You know, most of us, I think, if we're honest, we know the area of our life that could use a little love, you know? Sometimes it's like the self-love department, it's mindset. Um, sometimes it's a very specific area in terms of habits, or maybe we have a bad habit we want to break. Um, sometimes it's just something a choice we need to make, a decision we need to step into that we've been kind of dragging our feet on. Maybe it's like time to move cities or maybe it's time to end a relationship or a friendship or maybe it's time to, you know, step into your vision, your creative vision for your life as a small business owner, any number of things. 
once we identify what that area is, we have to get honest with ourselves about the reasons we haven't made the change yet. Okay? Now, here's the thing. When I talk about change not existing in a vacuum, think about it like this. When you, whenever you change one thing in your life, other things change as well. Here's a great example. So a few years ago, I decided I was going to stop drinking for like the indefinite future. And um, I do drink moderately now, but, you know, my point was at the time, I just felt that this was a habit that wasn't serving my life. I didn't feel like I, well, I'm not gonna go into details. I just didn't feel like it was serving my life. And I wanted to push myself to kind of recreate a reality where this wasn't the center point. Beforehand, it was definitely the center point of all my socialization. And I just didn't like the other things that were happening in my life as a result. So I decided to try something new. Now, this was a really scary one because, I mean, let's face it, for most people, drinking really, really, really permeates every aspect of social dynamics, of like the types of social engagements you find yourself in. And I have to be honest with you, it actually it permeated so many areas of my life far deeper than I had ever even imagined. So what I started to notice was the reason I was scared to stop this habit at that point was that I truly didn't know how it was going to affect my relationships and friendships. I remember it was wedding season. So I was going to lots of weddings, which is like, quite honestly, an a, a social setting I always got trashed in. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to deal with that. I knew that a lot of my close friends at the time were, you know, heavy social drinkers. And I was like, am I going to be able to just like order something else when we go out? Will I have to stop seeing them? You know, I started recognizing that there were a lot of areas of my life that were going to have to change if I also changed this one area. So suddenly I was facing not one change, but a whole, like a list of changes. And that was really intimidating. So it took me some time before I kind of got the nerve up to do it. And a big part of that was getting really clear on what my fears were. So, you know, if you're facing a change that is something you haven't done, you've been dragging your heels on, I encourage you to list your fears out. So think about what bad things are you afraid will happen if you change in this area. So for me, with that example, I was afraid that um, I was going to hate going to weddings. <laughs> I was afraid I wasn't going to have fun. I was afraid that I wasn't going to have anything to do with my friends. I was afraid of feeling awkward or outcasted if I went out or of isolating myself if I chose not to go out. I was afraid of not knowing, to, not knowing what to do with my hands because I had really started to rely on like having a drink in my hand as like a social anxiety mitigation technique. A lot of people smoke for the same reason. So I was worried about that. I was worried about just like feeling kind of left out because everyone's enjoying like delicious cold icy cocktails at like an outdoor summer wedding and I didn't have anything to drink. I had all of these fears ranging from very likely to like, okay, really probably kind of ridiculous, right? Once I looked at those, I was able to, with that honesty, I was able to start dismantling my fears. So 
looking at those fears, some of them I knew were untrue. For example, like the fact that I wasn't going to have anything to do with my friends. I knew that was untrue because the reality was. Now, some people will have a different experience. In some social groups, like you go out to bars and that's it. But in my social group, I knew people liked to do other things. And if I just suggested other things, people would be interested. So for example, I started suggesting like meeting at a restaurant, a place I knew had food I was excited to try, you know, and I would like have, you know, I'd be getting an experience. It wasn't just like going to a corner dive bar where like, what are you going to do besides drink? Nothing, you know? So I realized like I could start to make changes like that. Um, so I was able to look at some of those fears and realize they were completely untrue. Now, some of them were real fears. Like, will I feel left out? Will I feel like so socially awkward and anxious that like I won't be able to deal with social interactions? These were real fears because at the time I was really suffering from, you know, at times debilitating social anxiety. And I, a side note, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I had I really experienced debilitating social anxiety for much of my adult life and I actually ended up curing my social anxiety through self-hypnosis. So if any of you out there are suffering from social anxiety, I know what it's like and I do have a resource to recommend recommend to you. If you go to um, look, just Google Grace Smith hypnosis. She is an amazing hypnotist, Grace Smith, um, and she has a website called, I think, Grace Space or like Grace Space TV um, that has a lot of like individual self-hypnosis tracks you can down buy, download, and listen to. It's basically like listening to a guided meditation, but it's hypnosis. And her social anxiety one completely cured my social anxiety in just a few sessions, so I really want to pass that along to anyone that might help because nothing else really helped me and it made a really big difference. So quick side note, um, she also has hypnosis tracks for like a million other, you know, conditions and challenges and things, but that, that's been the one that I've had like the really amazing results with. Anyway, so going back to the whole change conversation. So I had to ask myself, okay, are these fears even the genuine fears, are they worth keeping myself safe for? So what that means is like, it's like this. If you don't really want change, you're going to have a hard time committing to it. So for example, if I was really worried about like what my friends were going to think about me not drinking, I had to ask myself, well, I know this habit really isn't serving me. And do I really want to be friends with people who are going to judge me now? Spoiler alert, nobody fucking judged me. Like, <laughs> some people were curious, for sure. Um, but nobody fucking judged me. And I also, and I think that came because I had become at peace with the realization that if people judged me, if it affected my uh, relationships, I, like, didn't really want those fucking relationships anymore. And honestly, even though I do drink moderately now, I... Like, I still don't want to be around people who are going to judge a personal choice like that, you know? <laughs> so it's like, even if now, you know, I definitely have gone through phases where I just, you know, I'm kind of intuitive about it. And it's like, uh, I don't really want to be partying a lot or, 
you know, oh, like right now it feels good, so I'm like fine with it. You know, I'm not a big partier, but, um, you know, like making my different choices around that. But yeah, even now, I don't want to be around people who are judgmental like that. So getting clear on how you really feel about these fears helps to start to dismantle them. So here's the thing. Once you start getting clear on like what these other things are that you're afraid of, you can start to come up with solutions to the ones that are actually practical possibilities, you know? So we have sort of like the emotional side where we're thinking like, okay, I don't want to be around people who are going to judge me. So like, I'm not going to worry about being judged anymore because it'll just be like a test for whether my friends are true friends or not, you know? So that fear is kind of dismantled. There are others where I'm like, okay, that's obviously not true. You know, there are other things to do besides get drunk with my friends, you know? And then the the third category, the category of of possibilities where you do have genuine fear, discomfort, because you just haven't been in that situation before, you can start to come up with solutions for them. So in my example, um, the wedding thing was good because there were a lot of like BYOB weddings were like very casual, so this was totally appropriate. I thought, okay, I'm going to be outside. It's going to be summer, BYOB wedding. Like, you know, I want to be able to be celebratory and enjoy myself. So what I started doing, and I did this, I remember that summer for like every party I went to. I brought a case of like sparkling water, you know, like Perrier. I love Perrier. Or, well, I call it LaCroix. I understand it's LaCroix, but I sound pretentious when I say that. So I'm going to stick with the LaCroix, which is what I've always said. You know, like the flavored sparkling waters. Or like sometimes I'd bring kombucha, like a bunch of bottles of kombucha. And what I found, it was so funny. Everybody was fucking jealous. <laughs> People were like, where'd you get that Perrier? <laughs> and I started bringing like extra to these parties, like pool parties, weddings, because people actually, even like the drinkers, were super stoked. Because I realized sometimes you just want something cold and refreshing. And you don't even care if it's alcoholic, you know? And it was really funny to see that. Like what had once been my biggest fear of like, oh my god, I'm going to feel left out. And everyone's going to be like, why? Or, or, it was a combination of the left out thing and the like social anxiety. I have nothing to like hold on to. What do I do with my hands? So my solution to both was the same. Like bring my own, you know delicious refreshing beverages and actually everybody wanted in (laughs) and when people were like really curious because you know let's be honest they were used to me having a drink in my hand an alcoholic drink and I would just be like hey I'm just not drinking right now I'm just you know decided I'm not gonna drink this summer and they're like oh cool you know so in a really practical way that's how I started to work through those fears and it made me it strengthened my resolve and it made me realize that I could do this over time you know now if your big change you want to make is something that's like okay say something else say it's like starting a business say you want to like leave your job and start a business something I've done many times um now quick side note you don't have to like leave your job to start a business. I mean, everyone's different. Like some people do better when they have like no security net or no safety net and they just want to like fucking dive in. Some people excel under that pressure and some people do better when they like 
start to build something on the side, being funded by their day job. You know, I'm never going to suggest one or the other. I encourage you to follow your intuition and be honest with yourself about like who you really are. Um, I've done both. Generally, I'm in like camp number one, like jump off the deep end and just see what the fuck happens. Really don't suggest that for most people, to be honest, <laughs> because I'm like very um, comfortable with risk because I, partially because I've done it so many times. Um, I've also done it the other way where like I slowly built a business on the side when I had a really flexible job and that worked great for me too. You know, it just kind of depends on the season of your life. So that was like a little disclaimer. So say like you never started a business, you have this vision that your big leap, your quantum leap is to like dive into this being a real source of income, like a real business, regardless of whether or not you already have a job. Okay. So you might list your fears out. Like, what are my fears? My fears are like, I'll never make any money. I'll be on the street. I'll be homeless. Like I'll have no security, blah, 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 blah. You know, you list them all out. You get really clear. Now, if you're like a strong law of attraction type, you might be afraid of like listing out your fears. There's this misbelief, disbelief. It's not, it's not really the right use of that term. There's this misinformation. We'll use that one. Misinformation that using, like listing out your fears in this way, like makes them come true. But they actually, here's the thing. Those fears are already playing out in your subconscious. This is your subconscious programming. And that, I hate to break it to you, but your subconscious rules 90% of your, of like what happens in your life. Your conscious brain is only the filter. It filters out that programming and makes you aware of it. And then that's, you know, what, what, what you get in your life is really a reflection of that. So you want to get those fears out on paper. You want to make the unconscious conscious so that you can get really clear on where you've been holding yourself back or where you will hold yourself back if you continue forward. If you don't take this time to get clear on your fears and get honest about them, they're going to keep playing out in that unconscious programming and it's going to turn into self-sabotage. If you are familiar with the concept of shadow work, which is really just a psychological term, psycho-spiritual at this point, because the spiritual world has really embraced the whole shadow work thing as well. Shadow work is a term originally coined by Carl Jung, the you know Swiss psychotherapist, famous Swiss psychotherapist. Um, he basically referred to this concept of the shadow as being the part of you that is made up of all of the elements, all the ideas, all of the traits that you have deemed inappropriate and that you've pushed basically into the shadow. And these areas of our lives come up in the form of self-sabotage. They're the reasons why you say you want one thing and you don't have it. Okay? Like, I'm sure you're familiar with the idea of self-sabotage. It's sort of a derivative of the same idea. So if you don't list out your fears and get clear on them and honest about them, what happens is they, it still comes up in form of self-sabotage. Right? And so it's really important stuff. You're not, like, by writing down the negative, you're not attracting it. And in fact, if you're like a little superstitious about this, or if this just sounds fun, you can write out the fears, dismantle them in the way I've stated, which, you know, at the end of like dismantling them, you're kind of building a case in the opposite direction for each fear in the way I've just described with my example. And then you're creating like a new reality. So say your old 
fear is um, but me looking back to my example, my like none of my friends are going to like I'm mean, gonna have nothing to do with my friends if I don't drink. I realize that's untrue that there are other things to do. My new belief would then become basically the opposite, which is you know based on that dismantling I just did, it could be something like um, there are lots of adventures I can have with my friends that don't require me to drink or there are numerous things to do for fun in the city it's just up for me up to me to be creative you know you can make your own version of this new belief you're going to embody and then if you're like I said if you're kind of superstitious about like writing down the bad blah 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 or if this just sounds fun even if you're not superstitious you can then take the list of the fears and like rip it up burn it safely <laughs> um I like to like do both. I like to burn it. I burn it in the toilet. <laughs> like, okay, please don't set your house on fire. I'm not responsible for your use of fire. I personally will light the paper and I drop it in the toilet. My toilet is not plastic. I think maybe some are. Use your judgment, please, people. And I drop it in. It continues to burn and then I flush it. It's like a double whammy. Like tear it up, burn it up flush it down and I just imagine like I'm releasing the fears and now I'm embodying this new these new statements and actually this is a great technique to dismantle any limiting belief or fear but in this focus process doing it just around one area you want to change is really effective so from there you can really start to have a vision for what this new version of your life is going to look like right so what this means is now you have like these positive statements so now you have in terms of my example this new reality where you don't drink where you suggest like fun adventures to have with your friends instead where you're like hella hydrated and your skin is glowing because you don't drink I mean let me be honest whenever I go through periods of not drinking like I said I'm not even a heavy drinker anymore but when I go through periods of not drinking, my skin is, like, so much better. <laughs> like, shadows under my eyes disappear. Like, I'm 34. I've got lines around my eyes. But they are just, like, so much less noticeable. It's like I use, like, a pot of La Mer, which is, like, I think it's, that, that, I think it's what it is, right? The, like, $300, $500 eye cream that, like, the celebrities use. It's like I use, like, a whole pot on my eyes. I've never used it. I don't even, I don't even know if it works, but you get my point. Um, so you like you start to have this vision for what your new life is going to look like. And then it's like suddenly a lot more real. Then you start to realize and we go deep into this in the course. This is just like a little you know, just like a little nugget for you. Um, but from there, you can get really clear on what the new identity is you're going to embody in that place. In the case of my examples, like what you're going to do in certain situations, like me bringing Perrier to pool parties and like making everyone jealous with my chic hydration or you know okay like I would think like okay if I'm going to a bar I can just get like a club soda and lime and it's like fucking delicious like I still drink that all all the time <laughs> even now you know um I can like choose places for us to go where I know it has like delicious food so I'm still enjoying myself and not drinking etc etc you start to like have a blueprint for what your 
life after this big shift is going to look like. And suddenly it's not so scary anymore. It's no longer so, you know, unsure. And also you realize that, yes, other things will change when you make that one big change. I, they will. I guarantee it. But it's actually going to be positive for you in the end. That's, that's the final point here. Sure, you know, sometimes people will fall away, but that will serve you better in the long run because, you know, let's face it, do you really want to have friends who are not supporting a positive change you're trying to make in your life? No, like no one's got time for that. Um, and the reality is most of the changes that take place will be very positive. You know, speaking for myself, I always notice for me, like an area I have, not want to say I have difficulty committing to, but where I don't have as much follow through committing to, because, you know, whether, whether commitment is difficult or not is really kind of a creation of our mind. But I, I can definitely be honest with you and say that this is an area of my life that I don't consistently commit to, which is healthy eating. I love healthy food. I also love like unhealthy food. Um, and I don't always do the work to do the preparation and the planning that's required to eat healthy on a regular basis. That's an area that I am working on improving constantly. So for me, I notice that when I'm eating really well and like really in a vibe with it, like I've made a shift, I am committed to the shift, I'm doing what has to be done to keep it going, whether that's like shopping, meal prep, whatever. I notice that other areas of my life start to improve. I'm sleeping better. I'm more energized. I'm showing up with more positive energy with my clients. I'm more clear-headed, so I have more ideas for my clients. I'm more creative. Like, all these other areas of my life start to improve. And so it's true that change doesn't exist in a vacuum, and it can be scary to think of all of the ways your life will change if you change the big thing. <laughs> I say the big thing because, like I said at the beginning, most of us have that big area of our life that we know isn't serving us and has got to change sooner or later, you know? And so we start to realize that we don't have to be afraid of this sort of, you know, of all of these related changes, that overall they will benefit our lives. And that's actually why in the chariot, in, like I said, first class, first workbook, we go into this. We really get clear on our focus of what we're going to change during our four weeks together. And, you know, of course, like sometimes they're bigger changes and they're things that will take longer than four weeks, but we're making massive progress in that time, if not changing completely. So I always say, you know, I encourage you to choose an area that where your life will benefit the most if you shift. And at the same time, it kind of doesn't matter what you pick because any positive change in your life has a ripple effect of positive change in other areas of your life. And that's what's powerful about it. You know, you can be intentional and be like, this is like, I know I need to change this X, Y, or Z. Now is the time. This is my next step, like joining me in the chariot. This is my next step to get there. This resonates with me. I am looking forward to having a guide on this to, to show me exactly what to do to get there. Um, and then also you might just be like, you know what? I'm just like, I'm stuck. Like, I'm just ready to switch it up, you know? I'm ready to, like, get my mojo back. I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling, you know, just kind of uninspired. And you benefit just as much because here's the thing. 
you pick one area of your life, it can be anything. And you're going to notice that positive ripple effect in every other area. It's really amazing. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I know I said this was going to be a short episode. It's like not really that short. (laughs) But as always, I just love, love, love giving you all as much value as I can with these free podcasts. As always, if you love the podcast, you love the content here, I mean, it means so much to me to read your reviews on iTunes. So you head on into the iTunes podcast app. You can leave a review at the bottom. And just tell me what you think. Tell me what you think of this podcast, of this episode. Um, I love hearing about what you want to hear more of. I have so many great conversations in my DMs on Instagram, at rebirth underscore of Venus. Link is in the show notes, as always, to my DMs. Um, But I love the conversations I have with people there about these episodes, about what they've inspired them to do, about, you know, what they'd like to hear in the future. I tailor a lot of my podcasts around those messages I get. Um, And I just love making this for you. So thank you so much for your support, for your reviews on iTunes, for your shares, all the times you've shared these episodes with friends in your Instagram stories, everywhere else. And like I said, if you are called to dive deep into this work of rapid transformation, if you want to learn all of my secrets of both the practical and spiritual sides of rapid transformations or quantum leaping, I would love to have you join me in the chariot. It's an amazing, amazing epic journey. The course gets better every time I teach it. This is going to be an amazing live round. You're going to have the opportunity to ask me all your questions, to get coached on by me in a group setting as part of the course, which is an amazing value because my private coaching experience package is uh, you know, a bigger investment. And this allows you to kind of like get in with me for a smaller investment that's still going to be totally life-changing for you. So I'd love to see you in the group. You have just about 10 more days to register, but I encourage you to hop in now so that you can get access to the pre-work and start moving on the change that you're ready for. I'm so proud of you for taking that leap and for just deciding that, you know, it's time to step the fuck up and now's the time to 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 do the thing. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you all very soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app and share it with a friend. I would love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. DM me at rebirth underscore of Venus. And be sure to grab your free ritual guide at rebirthofvenus.com.